This series of Friday's Child is brought to you in association with The Healthy Home. I don't know about you, but my desire to nest and organise my home has only increased since becoming a parent. I am obsessed with making sure my home is clean and hygienic for my little one, but there are certain germs and nasties that simply cannot be seen by the naked eye. Well, this is where the wonderful team at The Healthy Home come in. The Healthy Home is the leading company in the Middle East specialised in advanced, eco-friendly sanitisation technologies, home services and products. Their renowned team have been the expert leaders in the home services industry since 2013, so they really know what they're doing. As we head towards the end of the year, now is the perfect time to get the Healthy Home team in to make sure your home is free of impurities that cannot be removed by regular cleaning methods. And if not managed properly, germs, bacteria and viruses can be spread across your home through your AC. Poor indoor air quality can trigger allergies, asthma, eczema, morning fatigue, itchy eyes and even bed bugs. So protect your family and have peace of mind that your home is not only clean, but safe. Even this time of year, living in the Middle East involves constantly blasting your AC. And if you're anything like me, you have a husband who loves to have the temperature on 19, regardless of the season. I recently had the Healthy Home team pay us a visit to clean all our AC units and ducts, which is something I've been meaning to do for years. Did you know that AC systems can provide the perfect breeding environment for a number of contaminants such as dust, mold and bacteria? These spread around your indoor space, contributing to common health allergy, respiratory and fatigue issues. Well, I am so happy to report that our AC units are now sparkling clean. And I know this as the team kindly took some awesome before and after photos to show me the huge difference. In addition to their wonderful pure air treatment, the Healthy Home provide dry and chemical-free mattress and furniture deep cleaning along with sanitization to help you breathe better, sleep better and improve your overall energy levels whilst keeping your indoor air environment clean. Now how good does that sound? All the Healthy Home treatments are chemical-free and eco-friendly so they're 100% safe for infants and children. If you'd like to find out more about The Healthy Home Services, just visit their website www.thehealthyhome.me or check out their Instagram page, both of which are linked in the show notes of this episode. Welcome to Friday's Child, the podcast on a mission to educate, empower and support you on your parenting journey. I'm your host, Peter, a British expat who's been living in Dubai for 10 years and first-time mama to my gorgeous little girl, Mavia. Each episode, I'll be speaking with a different incredible guest from childbirth educators, parenting coaches, infant sleep specialists, weaning experts, entrepreneurs and more, and we'll be discussing all areas of parenting and beyond. And I can assure you, no topic is off-limit. So, let's get into it. Welcome to a brand new series of Friday's Child. Now, I've had a little break from the podcast as I was lucky enough to travel back to the UK to see my family, which was absolutely amazing. However, as I'm sure many of you listening can relate, traveling with a one-year-old alone who's dealing with severe separation anxiety, teething, not sleeping well, it was no break, let me tell you. 
But of course, it was incredible to spend time with my family. And since then, I've just been super busy juggling my full-time job, Mavia, working on our monthly Meaningful Family Club events. So yeah, it's been pretty full on to say the least, but I'm so happy to be back recording podcast episodes and I have a fabulous guest for you today for this first episode of series five. Today I am talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, birth. My guest today is the founder of the British Birthing Academy, practicing midwife and hypnobirthing teacher, Victoria. Victoria has worked in the UK as well as internationally in both the public and private sector. She now lives and works as a midwife in Guernsey while teaching and supporting clients in both the Channel Islands and the UK. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the lovely Victoria. Victoria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. I am so happy to virtually be meeting you. I've got very used to meeting people like this, to be honest, Um, because we've been in touch via social media and I I just love everything about what your company stands for, what you do. So I cannot wait to get into this chat today. Um, So let's start by talking about your company, the British Birthing Academy. Can you tell me a little bit about how you started and your journey to creating this brand? Yes, absolutely. So I am um, first and foremost a midwife. So that's that's pretty important to say. So I've been a midwife now for um, about seven, eight-ish years, um, including my training. It brings me up to nearly a decade in midwifery now, I think, which is uh, crazy. Amazing. It doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like I, um, I'm old enough to have been working. <laughs> you definitely don't look old enough. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. But hey, a decade nearly flown, really flown by, I think. Um, so I've been I've been doing midwifery for quite a while now. But prior to becoming a midwife, I actually worked in um, psychiatry for a little bit. So I worked across all disciplines, um, but was um, working with the mother and baby unit for a little while. So I've kind of had this amalgamation of both psych and midwifery throughout my career. Um, and um, during my training, I didn't train once, but twice as a hypnobirthing instructor after finding out a little bit more about it um, and seeing it in practice when I was looking after ladies. And that led me to develop my little company that's just been running now for actually a year yesterday. We are one oh, year congratulations. old. Thank you. Um, so we've been established for a year now and the British Birthing Academy was sort of born out of my time in the Middle East. So like you, you're in Dubai at the minute. I was in Qatar. Um, for a couple of years, uh, about a year back, and um, really noticed that there wasn't um, much out there for expat mums in terms of education um, and hypnobirthing courses. There really wasn't that much available. I worked in one of the the private hospitals and they had a couple of different um, education platforms, but it was, they were quite basic. So because of this, um, and because of my expat lifestyle, I thought it was really important to, to fill that gap and create something that was online and midwife or professional led that women could access. So I retrained in hypnobirthing and started off our little company, which doesn't just examine hypnobirthing, it also looks at 
all different types of birth, which is so important and crucial, I think, to be um, really well informed on on everything, not just what you would like to happen, but every eventuality mm. that you may find yourself, um, every situation you may find yourself in. Um, because I think when it comes to education, it really is the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. And if you're aiming for an informed and empowered birth, it has to start with you understanding what is actually happening to your body and how you can positively manipulate your own psychology for it to work alongside your body. Um, so yeah, my little company was born. I started having a little look around at different hypnobirthing uh, platforms that were available. And I don't know what you think, but I thought there was real stereotype when it came to hypnobirthing, mm. um, which was, is it a little bit hippie-ish? Uh, like, what is this? Is it, uh, are we hugging trees here? What People were very skeptical about hypnobirthing. And I understand that, I get it from, what I saw out there, there was a real mixed bag. And that's certainly, um, it's not really something that I would be into. Um, I prefer sort of um, a more higher end sort of platform. Um, and I thought there's got to be mums out there that would be, would be after that as well. So I kind of combined the two. And our little companies linked up with lots of other little companies that are a little bit more higher end and luxurious so that our clients have a real rounded experience when they come to us. They learn all about birth. They empower themselves by understanding what hypnobirthing is and how they can use their psychology. And then um, they can organically sort of move forward and on to the little companies that we're linked up with, um, which has worked really well um, in terms of client satisfaction. They've been really, really happy with it. I love the look of your events and when you actually do your classes because I did my hypnobirthing course here in Dubai during um sort of fairly early stages of the pandemic so everything was zoom there was nothing going on in person yeah and I did my course with a lady unfortunately she doesn't live here anymore um but she was highly recommended and quite similar to what you do I I didn't know a lot about hypnobirthing, but I'd listened to a few podcasts very early on in my pregnancy and I thought, okay, I'm not naturally a very, I'm not someone who sort of practices alternative therapies or um, nothing against them. I just hadn't sort of experienced that before, but I listened to a couple of podcasts and I thought, oh, you know, that sounds really positive. That sounds these women that did hypnobirthing sound really empowered and informed and that's that's the experience I want so let me find out more and this course was was very much like that it was a real education in what is actually happening during birth it wasn't just yes there was an element of breathing and there was an element of okay that may seem a little bit alternative but that was such a tiny portion of it and me and my husband came away like, wow, I did not know that that happened to the, our bodies. And um, that's what's going on with the baby. And it's it's so much more than just breathing your baby out and having a natural oh, yeah. birth, isn't it? It's yeah. such a misconception. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. There's, such, there's such misconceptions surrounding hypnobirthing. There really is. And there's a lot of misinformation about it as well, I think. But when you actually really explore what hypnobirthing is, I always say to my clients, 
I wish we didn't have to use the word hypnobirthing actually because there is so much misinformation about it and it sounds like you're going to be hypnotized which of course you absolutely are not um, but I always say to my clients it's like sports psychology for birth mm. that is yeah it is. I haven't heard that before I love that I always say that it's like sports psychology Mo Farah when he goes and does his marathons he certainly doesn't just train physically in the gym mm. he does a lot of that but he doesn't just do that any professional high level athlete you know even the the England football team they all have psychologists alongside their physical you know PTs that sort of thing and hypnobirthing really is bringing those two elements together I think learning about your own psychology and how that manifests physically in your body and how you can use both of those at the same time to train for your marathon your marathon just happens to be mm. labor and birth I and also it is a real education because before I did this course I thought you had a natural birth a vaginal birth or you got an epidural or you had a c-section or emergency c-section I thought they were sort of like the roots there are so many different variables and pain relief options and I mean my eyes were just so opened because I I didn't know and how would I know because I've never had a baby before and I don't work in this field and even down to those sort of things I was like I'm so glad we're doing this because I now like you said education is power I now can make informed decisions when they're offering me things I now know and that did happen things as you know in the Middle East were very medically led it's not midwifery led. So things do get sort of like thrust upon you. And in that moment, if I hadn't have done a course, my birth could have taken a very different route because I didn't know what was being offered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know what we don't know, right? I always think that you don't know what you don't know. So therefore, how could you ever blame yourself for not being informed enough because this is stuff that we are not taught in school people are really talking about it in um, social groups we don't really discuss this sort of stuff so then when you end up in that situation if you don't have any information any education whatsoever about the process about your body about your options about your choices if you don't know any of that stuff then it is going to actually be quite shocking. And there's such a high level of um, uh, women that come out of the, and, and men, and you know families in general, birthing partners in general, that come out of the birthing experience and will often be, often be quite shocked or sometimes traumatized. Mm. That's not to say education takes away all of um, those situations that people find themselves in, but I certainly think education goes a good way in preparing people so they're not as shocked or traumatized they understand what is happening and really antenatally is the time to do that it's not the time to do it when you're in it for sure yeah and it's it's something I feel very passionate about because I remember when I was doing my course and I was chatting to a few friends and um, of course, some of them, you know, were also doing it and some of them had done it in the past. But a couple of people did say to me, but it's only one day, you know, the baby's going to come out. And I think that's such 
I mean, it's crazy that we don't get taught these things in school because yes, it is just oh, one day, but okay. the impact your birth can have on then your postpartum experience and beyond is so crucial. And I now really make a point of saying to anyone that will listen, I did hypnobirthing not to have a natural birth. I just wanted to have a really positive, empowering experience. And I really didn't, as long as I was okay, my baby was okay. Of course I had a preference, but for me, it was more about that. And that's why I think everyone has to do a course so that you come away feeling no matter what the outcome was, you feel like you were part of the decision-making process, you were informed. And then that does really help. Like those postpartum days were hard enough, but mentally Mm -hmm. I felt so, I just felt so proud of myself and I felt like I'd really achieved something. I still had the baby blues, you know, I had all, all the things that happen, but that I, I genuinely believe that that kept me going. I was like, I'm so glad I did that because it really has sort of had this inner strength from what I'd been through because I prepared myself. I felt empowered. I felt like I'd educated myself. It really helped. And I feel so sad for women that don't get to have that experience. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think I have the same reasons for teaching hypnobirthing that you have for doing hypnobirthing. I I don't need my clients to have a particular type of birth. In fact, I'm completely neutral on on everything. And I think that's really important as somebody that leads um, a company Mm. that's completely catered for expectant parents to learn about births and hypnobirthing. You should be neutral. You should be neutral. in terms of the information that you are giving. And as a midwife, we we have to be as well, um, because we are, um, we must adhere to the code of conduct with the nursing mm. and midwifery, which is what I'm part of. So we'd never be, you know, leaning towards, you know, vaginal birth, C-section, whatever it is. To me, a positive birth has got to be a woman that comes away from it saying, that was a good birth experience, regardless of what type of birth she had. So if she feels that she's had a positive birth, then it's a positive birth. Yeah. I'm concerned. And that feeling usually, I think, comes from somebody who is prepared and informed ahead of time of all different types of birth. It's partly why I started this company, this particular company, was because I found as a midwife, that I had certain clients coming through in my public sector job that I, I work in, so my midwife job. And I think there is a bit of a misconception that all courses are the same. Mm. Um, and there is actually a real variation out there. And, and each one is appropriate for the audience that it has, for sure. So every respect to all, all the different platforms out there, but you have to make sure it's the right one for you and what, what your personality is like and what you want out of it. Mm. I knew that as a woman who hopefully will have children in the future, I would want to have information about all different types of birth because whilst there are some things in birth that are controllable, which you focus on in hypnobirthing, there is an element that is not controllable and it's understanding what is and what isn't. And should you find yourself in a situation that you couldn't control, that you're prepared for that. And it's so, it was so important to me when we launched this company and designed this course that it covered every scenario. 
everything from pool birth to epidural to c-section to von tuss or forceps delivery so covering instrumental deliveries which are often the, the ones that are missed i think um you know different birth positions standing up sitting down on all fours on the bed if you wish to um, but how you can adapt those situations adapt in those situations with the education the information the knowledge that you have from a course I think that's just really really important so important and my course um covered all of those different um types of birth and we watched videos of um inductions we watched um emergency c-section we watched a planned c-section there were all these different I mean, I watch lots of videos independently anyway. Um, my only rule was I would only watch positive um, videos. I didn't want to put anything into my brain that was traumatic. Um, I just didn't, you know, some people, they 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 want to see everything. For me, I was like, no, I only want to, before my baby comes, I only want to see positive outcomes. Um, yeah. But I think that's really important because I'm, you know, and like you said, there are so many different courses and, you know, there are some extremes with hypnobirthing mums. There are some mums who genuinely believe that, you know, that's the only way to go and anything else is, is maybe not quite right for your baby. And, you know, we need to just, people have enough pressure. Women have enough pressure. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of the time women come away feeling like a failure because they took some kind of help which is just ridiculous, isn't it? But it yeah. does happen. So I'm so happy to hear that you cover all those different possibilities. And talking about the course and what it involves, can you tell us a little bit about your online course? So for any listeners here in the UAE, what could they expect if they signed up to one of your online courses? I know you do in person as well. Um, so maybe yeah. you can tell us a little bit about both and how they, how they differ. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have got some um, clients in Dubai at the minute, so that's really exciting for us. Um, so we offer both in-person courses um, and teaching via either groups or one-to-one. So I have um, travelled to um, couples around the, the UK and in the Channel Islands to teach them privately and spend some time with them. And then we also offer our online package now as well. Um, so our online course is taught via Zoom, like most courses at the minute. Um, but what's great about it is it's a little bit different to some of the other platforms out there who offer a pre-recorded course. Mm. With our courses, we offer always midwife-led live courses. So that means that it can just flow a little bit more organically in our teaching. So although we stick to our uh, Royal College of Midwives accredited um, teaching curriculum, so it's all evidence-based and professional-led, it gives us that scope, or it gives our clients that scope to be able to ask the questions that they really want to ask mm. and to immediately have an experienced midwife answer those questions, which I think... I think must be very important. You tell me, it must be pretty important to people to be able to get that information straight away and not have to put it in Google. So you know you're getting um, a professional led answer. So our online course 
kind of sits over six sessions of about two-ish hours each. We found that anything more was just a little bit too much. Mm, it can be quite draining. It's a lot of information to take in, isn't it? Yeah, it's an, it's an awful lot. So we have regular breaks throughout our sessions as well. Um, and they're super interactive. So there's a lot of moving around for people in each session, which I think they're not expecting. <laughs> they're expecting to sit on the sofa and listen when actually there's a lot of moving around. We cover, a large portion of our course covers some of the biomechanics of the pelvis. So we look a lot at the structures of the pelvis the ones that move, the ones that don't move, and how you can actually manipulate your own pelvis to create more space for your baby to move through. And therefore, you're more likely to secure a really positive, um, hopefully, vaginal delivery for those that wish to have a vaginal delivery. Um, so there's a lot of moving around. It's super interactive over Zoom for a couple of hours each session, and it's run over about six sessions, which usually takes us about a week and a half because we have um, days off in between the sessions mm. to digest the information a little bit. Um, and we, we actually have got a lot of clients in the, in the UAE, which is great as a, as a pre, you know, previous um, Doha uh, person, uh, expat, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Everybody who used to be an expat. Um, <laughs> I still am actually I'm in the Channel Islands so I am still officially an expat yeah you are yeah just it just feels a bit weird calling myself an expat when it's not 40 degrees outside I don't yeah. know it's a bit strange um it was really important to me when I was in Doha to see the word British um on on anything you know you see the word you, you're finding which dentist to go for which doctor to go for I, I often found that I associated myself with anything that was like British mm. um you look for something that's familiar or American or that sort of thing. Um, so having British in our company name, I think works really well in the UAE, Dubai, Qatar, um, Saudi, that's those sorts of places, because anybody that is um, British will be able to identify straight away that that is a British company that is um, midwife led, midwives trained in um Britain in the UK so I think that was really important as well so yes online package over six sessions two hours each super interactive jelly babies feature towards the end of the course um, which is always fun because <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are nobody seems to be able to not eat them yeah they not they cannot sit with a plate of jelly babies in front of them impossible and not sneak one into their mouth so that's what I've learned about adults. Nobody's really an adult because none of them can, <laughs> can stop themselves. <laughs> and at what stage of your pregnancy would you recommend doing a course? So I tend to say to people around about 20 to 24 weeks is a good time to start a hypnobirthing course. However, there is always time to do a hypnobirthing mm. course. It just tends to be the earlier you start the more you can practice the hypnobirthing techniques that we learn throughout the course and as you know as somebody who has done hypnobirthing one of the ways that you sink something into your subconscious brain is through repetitive experience and that's the one that we use in our hypnobirthing course um, to get the stuff in there essentially so the the longer period of time that you have before your baby comes 
the more time you've got to practice and practice and practice, the more likely it is to sink into that subconscious mm. brain, the more likely it is to have a positive impact on your physical body because what's in your brain cascades into your physical body. Yeah, I used to go to bed listening to the tracks um, and I just drive around like listening to the affirmations and I was like, is this really working? I don't know. But then after my birth, I thought, well, it must have worked because at not one stage did I feel scared. Mm-hmm. I had no fear. And I was very, like most women, quite fearful of the idea of childbirth. Um, yeah. I think it's very natural to feel quite scared and anxious. Um, and I definitely did feel anxious those last couple of weeks. But the minute I went into labor, and I didn't have a quiet, breathing, hypnobirthing birth. But I don't remember ever feeling scared. I don't remember feeling panicked. So it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I think we, um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves not to be frightened about birth. Mm. But why would we not be frightened? It's all we've ever been told, that this is going to be a scary, terrible, painful thing. And actually when you go on to a hypnobirthing course you start to understand that what's in your brain equals a feeling which is fear often which equals a hormone and we know now that that hormone is often adrenaline that's what's what tends to be attached to that feeling of fear and anxiety and actually throughout the course our clients learn that that adrenaline or whatever hormone you you are producing at that time has a physical impact on your body and especially on your laboring body and can alter the course of your labor for sure. So something as perceived to be small as fear, a little bit of fear actually can equal a big physical impact on your laboring body. So to understand that cascade and then flip it on its head by positively manipulating it is um, really simple actually, but just so effective, so, so effective. And it's one of those things that if you didn't know it, you just wouldn't know it. You, you don't yeah. know what you're right? But and when you, you do, it makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Because if you're tight and you're fearful, yeah. how, how is that going to help your labor? So once you know it, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's all very well somebody saying, oh, just relax. But when has that ever made anybody in the history of humanity relax? It, it, it doesn't. So you have to actually learn the, the science behind hypnobirthing to be able to apply it to yourself and your journey, I think. Yeah, and I just kept thinking after my birth, all the stuff that happens during labour, if I hadn't have done this course, some of it would have been quite traumatic and I didn't have a traumatic birth to me. Obviously trauma is different for everyone, but some of the things that happen and just yeah. stuff is just like shooting out of you. And like, if you don't know that this happens during labor, you could be really traumatized, even if everything on paper went well. Um, and I did just keep thinking, gosh, some people go into this and they just don't, I mean, you must hear it all the time. I'm just going to wing it. I don't want to know. I'm just going to wing it. To me, that's my worst nightmare because you're going to get the shock of your life. Yeah. I mean, 
there's very few people out there that use that expression for planning their wedding. And I just do not understand how people can plan a wedding for what, one, two years often, um, meticulously um, employing a number of different professionals, different companies to make sure that everything is just perfect. And then just wing it when it comes to laboring and birthing a human, a human baby. It's just um, really strange to me to not plan for something as big as labor and birth, but then to plan for something like a wedding. It's, it's very odd to me. But it comes back to education. <laughs> um, but I think it's commonplace. Yeah, it, for sure, it is. For sure. It comes back to education. Yeah, people think that it, it's reasonable to wing it for labor because it's it can't be um, it can't be that strange. You know that I've seen it on the TV, I've seen it on um, in magazines, so it's going to be something like that. And of course, we both know, um, and a lot of your listeners will know that it is very different to what you are exposed to. Um, in, in general life. And actually, most of the things in life that we fear tend to be the things that we don't understand. Once we understand what the noise in the plane is, it then becomes less scary. And it's the same concept applied to labor and birth when you get a really good hypnobirthing course. Um, mm -hmm. I know that I'm, I'm traveling backward and forward from the Middle East to the UK I'm not a good flyer at all oh I'm not the... I absolutely hate flying I dread it I'm flying at the end of this month and I'm already every time I think about it I feel sick yeah yeah I'm the same I I used to sit on the evening flight and the entire aircraft would be fast asleep and I would just be wide awake like terrified of every sound but actually I found the more that I learn about flying and the more I understand the different sounds and what's happening, the less fearful I am about it. And it's this, the same concept can be applied to, I think, anything in life and especially labour and birth for both for both mum and the birthing partner as well, because we shouldn't forget them in all of this. Hypnobirthing really, really incorporates the partner. Um, and I think that's essential because it's just it can be just as scary for them as it can be for the the woman yeah and it was one of the things that um because i when i first fell pregnant i had this idea about having a doula and i really liked that concept but then obviously with covid doulas weren't allowed and but i was always going to do the hypnobirthing course and actually my husband then sort of became like my doula because yeah. he I mean, I think in the beginning, he was just kind of dragged along slightly. He was like, okay, if that's what you want to do. Sure. Like I'll support you, whatever. He didn't really know anything about it. But then even after the first session, he got quite into it. And because there were other dads as well, you know, we're all kind of in it together. And by the end, he was so knowledgeable and it really helped. And I feel like it was a very, I felt like it really bonded us and it, I, he was really by my side and he knew what was going on and uh, which I think helped him because he hasn't been in that setting before. So I think it's such a lovely thing to do as a couple. Mm -hmm. And they're essential as well, because when 
you go through a hypnobirthing course for yourself and the clients that have uh, the listeners that have um done hypnobirthing they'll know that actually there's two very distinctly separate roles that you take on as birthing person and birthing partner and there's different parts of your brain that you should be using throughout labor and birth if if you understood um if you understand the hypnobirthing practice that you've been um learning through whichever course you've joined and for the birthing person they should be hopefully using a subconscious part of their brain to really access that deep state of relaxation and and calmness um and the birthing partner should be facilitating that so using the other part of the brain Mm. the neocortex part of the brain the thinking and doing and acting part to make sure that the the situation that they find themselves in really does help to facilitate that for for the 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 person that's birthing um so there's really a, a a very distinct role for them to take on and then on top of that when we do kind of the biomechanics of the pelvis they start to understand that it's not just a nice feeling on your back when you do some massage but actually it's you know sacral pressure so it's supporting the Mm. pelvis Um, and when they're counting their partner's breathing it's not just for the sake of it there's actually some science behind the gaseous exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen and how one promotes one of the hormones that's necessary for labor oxytocin and, and yeah. one doesn't promote that so sometimes just having that additional person to keep your breathing focused because there will be points it doesn't matter how much hypnobirthing practice you've done there's always a point where you just lose it you lose the breathing for a little bit and you need somebody to focus it yeah sure. i when I first went into labor because I had this idea in my mind that it would sort of I'd get these period like cramps that would slowly build and I'd be on my ball and I'd just be watching tv and I'd just be breathing and then I'd you know I don't want to go to the hospital too early that's not how my labor went at all I had my first surge at 3 a.m and by 5am, my husband was like, I think we need to go to the hospital now. And I was like, do you think? I think it's a bit early. He's like, um, no, because of everything he'd learned, he could see the signs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying to me, now just remember the breathing. You know, if you're not going to do the breathing, then, you know, there wasn't really any point of doing the course. And I just remember looking yeah. at him. And the breathing did go out the window for quite a long time. But he kept sort of like trying to remind me in it it did really help but he knew the signs he because we'd done the course he was like no it's time to go now and even in the car I was like do you think it's too early are they gonna turn me away and he's like no like this is definitely like you're in active labor so it really I just felt very connected to him and prior to that I hadn't I felt like I was just going through this pregnancy, not because my husband's not wonderful, but like he's not connected to the baby yet. He's not feeling the baby. Whereas this I I felt was a very good bonding exercise because you can Mm. just feel a little bit lonely when you're pregnant and especially during a pandemic. And it's quite hard for the dads to really connect to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of hark back to my sporting metaphors quite a lot which is ironic because I am the least sporting person <laughs> me too but um, <laughs> I say you know 
that hypnobirthing is sports psychology for birth. And I also say that the birth partners are essentially the coach. You guys mm. are, guys or girls are the, the sports coach that is, you're coaching the team. The team is the birthing person and baby. And as part of your sports coach role, you need to know the psychology, you need to know the, the hypnotherapy stuff, but you also need to know the, the physical stuff. You need to know how that pelvis is working and how if you get into this position, it's going to be better. This position is going to be worse. You also need to know sports coaches, what the options and choices are as you go along labor and birth. So if you wish to have an epidural, how can you then adapt all of the knowledge and information that you've received through doing such a uh, um, in-depth course? How can you adapt all of that stuff to the situation you find yourself in? It's not just a case of we have decided to jump onto this path, which happens to be an epidural path, therefore abandon everything that we've ever learned. Mm -hmm. We, how do we bring the two together and it's so important to me when in this company that that is very obvious to the clients that I teach that it's not a case of oh now we're going for an induction forget everything we've learned yeah. because we can't possibly be doing hypnobirthing actually hypnobirthing is more needed than ever if you're going to have something like an induction or yeah. if you go emergency c-section because that's the time where you're going to really struggle to keep calm and in control so using those techniques are going to help you more than ever so having your sports coach there knowledgeable and ready with the information to hand to be able to help has got to be um it's got to be a good thing I think. yeah and also you know if you're having an elective c-section you can yeah. apply hypnobirthing you know making oh, a really like lovely environment um, knowing all your options, you know, there's so, it's not just, you know, free birthing in the woods, which I think is what people think it is if they, yeah. if they haven't sort of looked into it, um, any further than maybe just hearing it in a conversation or in a book or a podcast, they assume that it is just, this is for people who only believe in natural drug free births and, you know, that's not for me. Thanks. And it's, that's still, I think, one of the biggest misunderstandings about it. it. Really, there is this amazing community online of people that are such advocates of hypnobirthing, but it does seem to be still quite a misunderstood practice. Completely, completely. That That's one of the main reasons why I started the company, because I believe it is so... Um, misconstrued people think it is one thing when really it is just a set of um techniques skills and a whole host of knowledge that you can apply to anything we we run a um abdominal birth and hypnobirthing course that specializes in um c-section elective c-section because i think that every woman with every birth choice should have access to these techniques these skills and this information ahead of time and we've run that really successfully for a number of our clients um, and we're really supportive of, of pro-choice when it comes to mm. women's birth rights whatever choice you you decide on is the right one for you and your family and that's been a real success running the elective um, c-section or abdominal birth as we call it um, course and some of the the clients that have done that course are in the UAE as well um, which is great and to be able to branch out all the way to the UAE um, so yeah we've we've found that we've had great success in that because 
I think sometimes C-section mums really feel that they can't engage mm. with thing, which couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't be further from the truth, for sure. Yeah, it really couldn't. And I think especially ladies that have had a C-section with their first, for their second, if they're not going to try for a V-back or they, they want to have another C-section, they just kind of write hypnobirthing off. Well, what, what yeah. am I going to learn there? Like, I've already done it once. I know, I know that I'm just going to go into hospital, but some of, some of the techniques I learned during my course helped me during postpartum as well. Yeah. And also not just yeah. techniques, just general information about what's happening to your body and your baby. So I would really encourage anyone listening, if you've already had one baby and you're having another don't just write it off. Look into it. Mm. I use, I'm not pregnant, nor am I having a baby anytime soon. And I use all of these techniques in my everyday life, mm. all the time, especially as a midwife, actually, because being a midwife is a challenging job. Yeah. Um, it's great, but it has its stresses and it can be very challenging and very taxing physically sometimes. And sometimes, um, some of the techniques I found have really helped for me to just gather myself when I've needed to, to be able to then proceed with my day in, in whichever, whatever type of day I'm having. Sometimes you just need to take a couple of minutes to mm. recenter yourself a little bit so that you can manage the workload that's ahead. So it's, it's almost like lifelong learning. I think it's there for labor and birth. The knowledge is certainly centered around that. But some of the techniques and skills you can mm. you can move forward during postpartum and onwards, really, and, and use for life, I think. Oh, I completely agree. Now, before I let you go, Victoria, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you um, if they are here in the UAE or in the UK or Channel Islands? Absolutely. So we have got a website um which i'm sure we can link up with but it's yeah i can put everything in the show notes okay perfect so we've got a website that will be linked um and on there you can just book onto our online course it's really simple booking um process we've got a lot of information on there we've got some videos and photos so you can see what kind of um platform we run and um, which is a very interactive and energetic I would say platform we have a lot of fun with our clients so they can book on through um, our online process or um, you can contact me through either Instagram um, which I'm sure you can link below yeah absolutely um, right and on there we've got our email if anybody wants to have a little chat they can drop me an email and we can always um, arrange a, a video call um, if the clients in the in the UAE or um, meet up if they happen to be in the Channel Islands. You're at the British Birthing Academy, is that right? That's correct, yeah. That's your handle? Yeah, the British Birthing Academy for Instagram. Yeah. Amazing. Victoria, thank you so much. I I could just speak to midwives and anyone working in this field all day. I just, I just love it so much and I love seeing your stories and your your in-person classes just look so much fun and you you do make them look they look really high-end I love the way you you host them they look gorgeous so um and what I would say for anyone listening who's based here 
I was a bit concerned about doing an online course just because I wanted to do something in person. And But you know what? It actually worked really well online because we were in the comfort of our own home. We didn't have to get up. Yeah. There were a few things where you know, when you are doing more of the kind of physical stuff, you feel up, you can turn your camera off if you like. I actually think it worked really well online. And by sort of the second, the, the, the second class, I thought, actually, this has kind of been a blessing because I think, I think this is actually better suited for us. So please don't be put off doing it online. It works just as well, if not better. Yeah, we've had some of the same similar feedback from our online clients. And it's just a note as well for any clients that are joining us from the UAE, we do still um, send out all of our BBA packs to our uh, international clients. So we have um, two different types of course books, our little BBA books. Um, One is for um, our hypnobirthing and birth preparation course, and one is for our elective C-section mums. It's slightly different information. And all of our international clients receive a pack with their course book in and some really lovely high-end goodies from companies such as Neom and My Expert Midwife and lots of other lovely companies like that. Um, And they also receive some affirmation cards and a little lavender bag as well to help with their hypnobirthing practice. So it's still really an interesting active experience Mm. and what I love about it as well is that it's live I think that's really important that we can really communicate organically in the moment they can ask questions that you know come to their forefront of their mind and they don't have to go and google something at a later time so yeah I love the online courses that we do for sure oh Victoria thank you so much I'll put everything in the show notes and please let me know next time you're in Dubai um <laughs> because we're now doing things in person so I'd love to do something with you so um yeah let's keep in touch yeah let's absolutely thanks so much for having me thanks Victoria thank you so much once again to Victoria I absolutely loved our chat and I could honestly talk about birth all day you can find links to the British Birthing Academy Instagram and website in the show notes below You can also find links below to the Friday's Child social media accounts, along with information on our monthly Meaningful Mama Mornings, which take place every month here in Dubai. With these Mama Mornings, we are so thrilled to be able to bring you a different expert guest in person each month from infant sleep consultants, weaning experts, parenting coaches, and so much more. So I really hope to see you at one of our events in the near future. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to Friday's Child the Podcast to help us reach more wonderful mamas. Until next time, thank you for listening.